The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. ever put a bean in a butt? No. I'm not gonna take Wish. I feel like Wish is cheating. I don't like cheating. This is the end. Not yet, but soon. But not quite yet. Do you want to go for comedy? Do you want to go for efficiency? Sometimes they're right. not quite I feel like same. we've all made our choice. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what his biggest regret is? Not having a taint? Yeah. Who would regret not having a taint? <laughs> the ugliest part of the human body? Uh, It'd just be nunchucks. <laughs> like, Chad seems on the up and up. Like... There's no, we've looked under every stone for some dark backstory or whatever the fuck. Like, everything's on the up and up. Like, either we're gonna kill him just out of base duty because he's a lich, or we're just gonna go on about our fucking business and help him out. What do you think, Kovic? I'll just circle back. When's the last, what's the last lich you've trusted, or last lich you've heard of doing a good deed? Chad. <laughs> 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 the most recent legend. <laughs> well, I'm not giving up my fucking shirt. Let's kill Chad. Uh, this star metal um, uh, was like low quality star metal and we saved the good stuff for Chad. Hey, we, we got uh, Doofus over here. Uh, did you want to torture that guy for information or anything? <laughs> she she could. <laughs> 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 not saying we would help. Not saying we wouldn't. <laughs> Just spitballing here. I don't think that Exude thinks Mitch has anything of value to contribute to whatever she's got going on. You want to send him to hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she cares enough about him to do that either. <laughs> Mitch is kind of a, a non-entity so far as Exude goes. Like, you know, he's a servant of Chad, but eh. I think that she's gotten a fairly clear impression that he's not like, you know, upper ranks military or anything super important. I'm kind of surprised Chad, like, or not Chad, but Mitch isn't even impressed by, hey, we just like, you know, summoned a god. God is our friend. Right. I think he's in that category. I'm trying to think of a good metaphor or allegory here, but I mean, it'd be like 
a four-year-old meeting, you know, like a super amazing baseball player or something like that with their dad, they're just like, oh, that's cool, but you're not as cool as my dad. <laughs> my dad could probably kick your ass. <laughs> my dad's tougher than you. Mm-hmm. My dad owns Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's not Tim Apple? <laughs> Tim Apple. No, he's Bob Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> My dad invented the internet. My dad invented pants. All right. Well, we'll um, maybe see you around. Maybe not. She says, well, good luck. Uh, Report back as soon as it's done. Is there anything that you need from me to help this along? I mean, I can't really make the decision for you. Oh, I'm saying more as DM than as Exude, but, you know, is there anything else that I can send you? What would be an opportune time to kill a lich? Do you know much about liches? Like, is there going to be a moment where he's between, what are they, phylacteries? Uh, How would one go about killing him when he's in this vulnerable state? Uh, let's see here. So what she would say to that, let's do another dice roll here. I feel like I'm having all the fun rolling the dice. Uh, with a nine, but she's got some other pluses to that. I would say that she doesn't know the specifics of the actual lichdom and, like, you know, the lich transfer ceremony I don't know how to fucking put that she probably doesn't know the exact specifics of that but she does know enough to say that she knows that one of the things that has to happen to become a lich is you need to basically drink a bottle of poison and that serves to both kill the body that you're in to liberate the soul to be reattached to another thing but also infuses you with the essences of the things that the potion was made of And once that potion is drank, whoever drank it enters a somewhat weakened state where they're somewhat dependent on the people around them to keep them safe while the rest of the ritual happens. She says, if you're going to do anything, that'd probably be the time to do it. Meanwhile, Mitch is like starting to actually sweat. (laughs) (laughs) You guys sure have some jokes that I don't get. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at Mitch like, hey, Mitch, does that sound right to you? I'm just going to say, like, well, we have been collecting some ingredients for a potion. <laughs> this is just how we joke out east or west, <laughs> wherever we're from. <laughs> <laughs> we joke out east or west or north or <laughs> Relative to the map that I don't really know. What town are we in again? <laughs> Wayne you know, that's a real jet setter kind of thing to say. Wing dings? Oh, wing dings. <laughs> <laughs> Town of wing dings. <laughs> that's the best we get. Wing dings. <laughs> that's sign is now entering. Welcome to <laughs> wing dings. It's a simple sign. <laughs> Population of wing dings. <laughs> oh my god, wing dings. <laughs> Who fucking thought of that? Oh my god. Who fucking was like, we need a name for this font. Well, what is it? (laughs) A bunch of fucking wing dings? (laughs) That's that's what it should be called. Like, fucking apostrophe wing dang. (laughs) Fucking wing dang. So Mitch is, um... I think Mitch's level of, like, interpersonal discomfort is, like, forbidding him from getting all the way to... You know, being upset with you guys talking about killing his boss that he worships. But, uh, you know, he's he's definitely been pushed to a point of discomfort. But, you guys have the ingots now. What do you... 
You gonna hang out? You gonna talk? Wait, I'm spacing out. Did Exude take off yet? I don't think she did. Oh, she's still here. Sorry. Just be like... So, uh... Kovic, what's, uh... What are we gonna do here? Are we killing Chad or not killing Chad or... Maybe now's the time for the thing. <laughs> <laughs> for the brain thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll cast a telepathic bond. Who is all included in your telepathic bond? Roscoe, Kolvik, myself, and Exude. Okay. Poor Mitch just excluded. Yeah. Again, we're all just staring around. and. <laughs> so... <laughs> I do love that image of you guys all talking in your brains, like looking pointedly at each other, maybe occasionally looking at him. <laughs> so what I gathered from Exude is that the best time to kill Chad is when he drank this poison, correct? And it would kill him, right? That's what you heard. That's what I heard? What if we brought him back to life once he died? Would he still be in this phylactery or... How long has he been dead for, though? Because you can only bring him back if he's been dead for 200 years? Uh, According to the spell that you were reading earlier, yes, 200 years is your limit. And from the conversations you've had with Chad, you know that he's been dead longer than that. Recently dead, or I mean, what, <laughs> I what, what, how much? Keep did, on dying. Yeah, he, does he keep dying, or is he just dead? And what did it say? Uh, what, what was the spell again? Well, I, I didn't choose that spell to begin <laughs> with. Uh, I only have other minor spells. Oh, and it is it is. Uh, you basically got until sundown tonight, so you wouldn't have enough time for a long rest to change that spell. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't planning on. I was seeing like just temporarily, just raising him from the dead. I thought he would die again. I mean, I want to say die again. I guess that wouldn't make any sense, would it? Mm. For a ledge. It was a good thought, though. As soon as you were reading the spell description earlier, I was like, "They're gonna fucking cast that on Chad." Oh uh, yeah. How the yeah, fuck I do I deal with like, this? Oh yeah. But um, since he's dead, can you cast animate dead on him? <laughs> and then like make him dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he's still like got a straight face, and he's like, "This isn't funny, guys." <laughs> like doing the <laughs> fucking cha-cha. <laughs> or was no. the cha-cha shuffle? Was that the? Is that the wedding song? Cha-cha real smooth, y'all. Undead two times. Undead two times. And then I would, I would confess, to you guys, I want him dead. I want to kill him, but maybe there is a higher power to save humanity. As it were, it sounds like there is a bigger, a bigger picture. So I'm trying to grapple with my own selfish needs versus what our team is going for here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I'm uh, weary, but I'll say I'll, I'll go along with this plan, but definitely say it a very, very with much resistance. All right, you're not gonna change your mind. All right, and I clutch my. My band. Your my pearls. Band. You clutch your pearls. My, my pearls. <laughs> oh, I never. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Melvin. Maybe. Uh, so I guess it's... Um, thanks, Zoot. It's been fun. It's been real. I suppose it's been real fun. And uh, I'll turn to Mitch and be like, All right, Mitch, we're ready to go. All right. Mitch is a little confused after like four minutes of awkward silent conversation that's happened that he's not aware of but reaches into his pocket grabs that little magic wand draws a doorway in the air as soon as that pops up Exude sees that you guys are on your way out she says 
Good luck. Let me know how it goes. Snaps her fingers and she pops on out. And uh, you guys portal on back to the domain of uh, Peripreo and Chad. Have we had a long rest since the last time in the fire domain? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been... Well, wait, no. No, because we popped back in and we were talking to Chad, right? How did I phrase that? I'm going to get a little loose with time here and just say that you guys were... You, you had enough time for a long rest between the morning and the evening. I'm going to say that that's already completed, so that spell slot Melvin burned is, is gone. Um, but you've got maybe like mm, five hours until this actually happens, until the ritual goes on, so not enough time for another long rest. All right. Although you've got that ability where you can do a short rest, don't you? You can regain some spell slots. Yeah, it is. Let me take a look. Oh, snap. This is some big moments coming in here. I can recover spell slots totaling half of my level. And you are 17, so you could do up to a level 8 spell slot. Uh, I think half level... I, th- I want to say it's up to 5, though. Hold on. Let me ch- double check that. Oh, is there a limit? Yeah. I thought it was 6, maybe? I don't know why. Very interesting, because like, this feels like a build-up to like a fi- finale of a quest, but... It can't be, because there's still something after Chad. It's blowing my mind. Well, you can finale and then finale. I mean, we're just edging you towards the, you know, the grand climax. I can, don't worry. <laughs> twice. Tantric, Ever baby. seen Return of the King? Movie ends like three or four or five times. <laughs> I, totally, I totally thought you were going to make a sex joke there. I can, <laughs> I can end twice. Twice. Have you ever seen Return of the King? No. Do you have any idea how many times I've... Never mind. I jerk at one. What's his face? Lights itself on fire and jumps off the castle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of my favorite just keeps ending but doesn't end movies is AI. Did you see that one? It was like... It's been years and years, Mm -hmm. though. Fucking who was it? It was... uh, That was... Jude Law and... Oh, I'm trying to no, it was Kubrick. It was Kubrick originally and then like Steven Spielberg picked it up. Yeah, it's a Haley Joe Osmond thing, isn't it? Yeah. And is it Robin Williams, the is that a robot? He might be like a voice in there or something like that. Jude Law is like the main robot. Hey Joe, what do you know? Uh but that movie that movie ends like a dozen times. I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, Oh, well that was an interesting movie. Oh, oh, we're still gone. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Oh, oh, well, that, yeah, that, okay, I can see why they did that. That's a little more satisfying, and it's not ending. It's not, okay, we're still going, okay. Oh, there's aliens now, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Which one, what movie was I thinking of where Robin Williams was a robot? Uh, Millennium Man or something like that? Yes. Yes. That's I can I, picture, like, the fucking yes. DVD mm-hmm. cover or whatever in my mind. Yep. I don't think I ever watched the movie, but I can picture, that's the same with, uh, Fucking, what is it? Duplicity? Dupl- with, yeah, uh, multiplicity. Multiplicity. I see uh, the cover just of the, the guy. With Michael Keaton? With Michael. I can mm-hmm. see the, I think like, I've seen that movie. The 10 Michael Keatons on the cover. I've seen pieces. Yeah. Where it's like he's making clones of himself, and then the clones start making copies of the clones. Mm-hmm. And there's the scene where he's like, well, you gotta understand, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Doesn't he have, like, some of them pizza in his wallet or something? I can't remember. What yeah, isn't there a stupid one? Yeah. I, well, they get dumber the more copies they make. <laughs> you, know, you know that guy eats his own poop, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a court order here that says you've got to stop eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we have to listen to that at least for a second. Oh, do you think vampires are real? No. No? No. Come on. They probably are. Right? I mean, if you're talking about, like, rich people versus poor people, like, yeah, they are sucking the life out of poor people to live longer. Rich but people the metaphorical are, vampire? They're literally taking blood from young yeah. people and, and poop. I mean, let's... If I'm, they're eating poor people's poop because it's healthier. But wouldn't you... Let's, let's... But let's, like, if you had, for all purposes, unlimited money... Tell me, what like kind of weird shit would you start getting into? I wouldn't get into that. Oh, I totally would. I'd be like immortality, anything yeah. to live longer. Yeah, yep. but you know it's nonsense. You don't know that. You have the money now to explore. I have the money. The crazy. Sh- I believe in fucking magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you? I mean, we're not at the point, but we place a hype before it goes bad. We place a liver before it goes bad. Put your brain in a whole new body because before your old body goes bad. That I might do. Would you would you pay to like start making clones of yourself so you had organs? <laughs> Project Phoenix was not the <laughs> <laughs> was not <laughs> yeah. First thing I do is buy an island and build a fortress on it, which also a lot of rich people are doing now. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, the movie The Island is the perfect example of this argument, where they're growing. Uh, fucking what's his name? Oh, I love that actor too, and I can't think of it. Ewan McGregor? Yes. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. I want to say? Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe one of the only times they've been together on screen, if I'm thinking right. Anyway, but that's the premise of that movie, is rich people are growing. Sorry, spoilers, just in case we actually (laughs) in the episode. Uh, But fucking, yeah, that's the premise of that movie, is they're growing people to be like replacement bodies and organs and shit. And 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 you guys are telling me you wouldn't do that if you were rich. (laughs) I don't want to live forever. No, I think, like, I think I, I don't think that would be on even on my spectrum. Just because I have all this money, there's so much of the world to explore. I probably wouldn't think of immortality at that point. I'd probably die doing something really dumb. I'd probably be eaten by a hippo. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. yeah that'd be lucky. a pretty cool way to die. This has been a cool way to die. Ow, ow. I, I, I you know, like the thought of living forever. Like, think about this, like. I mean, not forever, but like an extra <clears throat> 50 years. Ooh, even that. L- look at every old person you know. Right? So there's the cycle. There's a name for this and I can't think of it. But there's the cycle of everything that existed before I was born is accepted. Everything that happened in the first 30 years of my life is innovation. Everything that happened in the like after 30 years of my life is garbage and a waste of time. So think about having an extra 50 years of these confangled kids inventing all this technology that I don't think is necessary, and back in my day it was better. Like, you're just going to get more and more stodgy and shitty and conservative the older you get. Don't you think knowing that, you could change how you think about it? No, you'd have to change your brain chemistry. Yeah, I think that shit's, like, biological. I don't believe you guys at all. That sounds like bullshit. (laughs) Also, like, (laughs) think about... (laughs) Think about not liking new music. Like, I'm at that point. Yeah. Oh, I can't fucking stand turning on the radio now. All I did hear a good song today that was new, but 
Like, I can hunt down new music that I like, but if they don't play it, my shit on the radio anymore. Or they don't, you know, it's not popular. Well, and think about, like... That's why you don't, you guys don't want to live longer. Like, you, there's... You guys don't want to live longer because you don't think you'd find any joy in the world. Like, I think my sense of joy would be diminished by my sense of anger over time as one ebbs while the other one... We flies. talked about this on the car ride over here. Like I two think weeks ago. they don't play the Eagles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I think <laughs> the same conversation we had when you asked if you thought of, we, I thought we would be conservative someday. Like, be considered conservative. That blew your mind. No, I don't think I'd want to just because imagine people just dying all around you that you've loved. I don't think I can handle that for that long. Handle what? People just dying around me. Too much people I love and care for. I mean, all my friends at this That would be the shitty part about it. Yeah, I mean, you'd be dead. I mean, that'd be okay. And then we'll have (laughs) Nick gone and I'd cry some. well, and you think would, about like the alternative. You, could, you would be able to enjoy us by re-listening to the old the old podcast. <laughs> yeah, all it's gonna take is like twenty bucks a month to keep the podcast live. You it'll can, yeah. It'll be like it'll be like in the that, future, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where the future like preserved all of our podcasts. It'd be and well, they, but it'd be us rolling dice. They honor us like there's like holidays for us. That'd be really depressing. Imagine like <laughs> be most butthole to each other. <laughs> <Never again>. <laughs> <laughs> All hail the mighty taint. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew how cool the taint was until VGAT showed us. It holds everything together. <laughs> it's like a new like a new spiritual religion or something. Be the taint of your community. <laughs> no, I don't think I would I would I don't think I'd start caring for people anymore. Really. I definitely care a lot less about a lot more people the older I get. Like, my circle of people that I actively give a shit about grows smaller every year. Here, here. There, are, there are people that get added and removed from that, but, like, my capacity for that sum total, I think you guys would have kick-ass old lives. But then again, as farther and further I get older, I try to take care of myself better. And I would be going to that point, I'm like, hey, I don't think I want to die yet. Uh, so as farther as I go on, maybe I'd change my mind. Oh, maybe I'd about... find better people, cooler people. That's true. Know. I mean, life gets better let, every let's year. Say you really, could live forever, like, like in your body right now, mm, and not like grow. six months for the CrossFit to really kick okay. in. <laughs> and, and six months, and your balls wouldn't droop any further. Like, <laughs> I'm already wearing boxer briefs. I wouldn't want to live forever in a perfect body. Why not? I would have to watch. You guys are dumb. There's the one. This is You'd have to watch everybody. I'm the only person die. here that's awesome. Yeah. You guys are dumb. <laughs> See, you're already there. Why do you need to live forever? Exactly. If I could, if I could have, I don't need a perfect body, but I would want a, I want a reasonably pain-free body. A functioning penis. A functioning penis would be a huge plus. And then if I could live Bill Murray's life forever, I would do that. Bill Murray's life, Ron Jeremy's penis. And, uh, oh, I wouldn't want Ron Jerry's penis. I wouldn't penis. want his penis either. Oh, no. God, you I'll pulled on your pants and girls are just like, nope, no, no, that's not going anywhere in me. I couldn't think of anyone. Uh, Peter I, North, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter North has like pretty, I'm not going to go there. 
<laughs> I should. I should. That man was a pretty penis. Yeah. Oh, big healthy loads. I didn't know where you were going. I was going to like say something, you know, positive about his penis, and then I'm like, this is recorded and can be replayed over again, and like. Oh, we already got you saying. What did we get him saying earlier? That was going to end the show. Oh, I don't even remember. So many. That don't even me either. But, uh, man, pretty, that can. Pretty penis, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want to be forever. Man, though, can you. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Is he like the hedgehog? The he. Hedgehog. Well, you've got a handful of hours before this goes through. I guess I don't know, I don't have any suggestions for you or anything, but you guys just want to kind of brace yourselves and... Well, I was going to say, we came back uh, through this portal, so we're in Chad's house right now, right? Yeah. So, um, do we see anything kind of interesting at all? Uh, people are rummaging around still, making preparations. Um, oh, so there's a lot of people around? There's a fair number of people that are prepping stuff that uh you know you can't really tell the specifics of what they're doing but they're making shit happen i guess and are they like some sort of priests like who who helps a lich do a ceremony yeah maybe like they've got maybe some like priestly sort of garments but they're they're more uh let's say wizardly sort of folk and i remember at one point was it chatter exude talking about Putting and it was must have been Chad putting himself inside golems, right? Uh, so th- there are some um, God, what the fuck are they called again? Shield guardians. Shield guardians, which is a way of uh, essentially dispersing damage that an individual takes out to another thing. Right. Do we see any of those kind of around? You notice that those are gone. Actually, they were in that big main chapel-looking room. I've, um, I've, I have not been in there. That was just Melvin. So That's true, yeah. I was just kind of looking around and checking out for those things. Yeah, you did not see those around anywhere. But this was, um, was this in his original house? So, like, he almost made it sound like he didn't live there. Like, when I went sneaking around that one house, he made it sound like he didn't actually live there. So, were we back in that house again? You are back in the house that you have been, where you have met Chad several times. Oh. And I would say, yeah, you guys have picked up on enough that Chad doesn't actually live there. That's, it's more like, like Mitch lives there. And there's probably a handful of other people that either live there or stay there from time to time. But this is kind of more like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, city hall. So we, um, so we're back in that central room where I saw those shield guardians. That's where you guys teleported back to, yes. Okay. So we had to pick the lock to get in here. So we, there's not a lot of people in and out of this room, I would assume, or there is. That was in like a like an off room from this. Let me put you guys back on this map, by the way. That was in a different room. That was sort of a, I want to say like a, a side room. I think I said basement earlier, but there's not actually a basement to this thing. So the the place where you guys were to, to retrieve this little magic wand was in this sort of northwestern storage sort of room. It's hard to describe it specifically, at least for other folks that are listening to the podcast, but yeah. Storage room, stuff happening there, potions, ingredients, a lot of things behind locked doors and cupboards. 
and let's say you'd like you guys go back to the main big chapel-ish room and Mitch while talking kind of like leads you back to that other room puts the little wand back and recloses the cabinet well okay well Mitch what's the plan for tonight where do we got to show up and when he says well I have another one of these little teleportation wands and he kind of like pats his you know breast pocket and he says we've got maybe let's say at this point it's three hours away he says, we've got about three hours to get there. I will bring you guys there, and we'll set up, and we'll, we'll get going. It's a very exciting time. So you're going to teleport us to our location? I mean, portal. Basically, the way that you guys just traveled, it'll be like that again. Oh, okay. Well, where are we traveling to? Mitch says, well, it's it's not far, but it's not near. I, I'll be honest, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's it's out in the wasteland. There's a site that's been prepared for this. Well, all right then. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna die. I think so. Yeah. He he's just gonna bring us into a trap and then kill us. Well, I'm expecting the worst and hoping for the best in this scenario. Forever young, you're gonna be forever young. That's the lyric in that song. Forever Kovic. I want to be forever Kovic. For, this is how the story ends. We die. I mean, because they're so stupid that we just let this lich like, Hey, just can we, we'll just teleport you out here. and uh, <laughs> Real cool, guys. Every, everything's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally cool. I, I already suspect he's the worst person imaginable. He, I expect he's going to backstab us, but... I'm cool, you're cool. Yeah. Can you can you guys just picture our downloads and our Patreon and everything else going to zero in one day? Because we're like, all right, well, you died. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Click. And a big fuck you. Yeah, we'd have to end the podcast with like the sound of like, click, like the old time phone. Well, shit, most people don't even know what that is anymore, probably. But <laughs> the sound it made when you hung up your analog receiver. VGAT fans, I bid you good morrow. So, I haven't checked our Apple Podcast page in a while, and I go to look, and there's a new review from Cool Trainer Wumbo that reads, Chad, 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 Chad. It was 20 Chads. I counted. So, thanks for that, friend. Sorry it took me so long to see it. If anyone out there leaves us a review, feel free to poke us on Twitter or something so we don't miss it. As podcasting is for so many folks, this is a uh, side hustle. So, you know, sometimes we miss things. We're amateurs. I mean, I'd like to pretend we're professionals, but, well, you know, here we all are. But hey, we would absolutely love it if any of you folks out there chose to spend a few minutes of your busy, busy lives leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help other folks find us, and, you know, we always want to get into more ear holes. I also happen to notice while looking around that we are ranked number 180 in comedy podcasts on Apple Podcasts in the Cayman Islands. I had no idea it was so granular or that we had anyone listening in the Cayman Islands, so thank you to whoever you are. It's probably one person, so, you know, that's hilarious. 
I also have no idea why the popularity list we're on is in the Cayman Islands. We are eternally grateful to every single one of our Patreon supporters, but y'all aren't sending us enough that we need to offshore that shit just yet. It just doesn't make any sense to me, but hey, you know, it's cool that we're ranked, uh, somewhere. Well, it is getting really late at night for me, friends, and I need to find my way to bed, so thanks, as always, for everything you do for us. And let's get back into the action. We had some decisions to make. Did we have decisions to make? What was left? Well, I mean, we really needed to decide if we were going to go through with... Well, I, I mean, we kind of decided. But we, had, we usually still have a choice. Basically, to let Chad go through with his ceremony and not try to kill him. Or try to kill him before he completes the ceremony because he will be weakened. I think what do we decide? Because right off the top of my head, I say rip the bandaid off and let's fight him. I think, well, we uh, kind of talked through it with um, you know, your godmistress lady? Exude. We kind of talked through it with Exude, and we kind of laid it out for her like we were going to let this happen. And she seemed to be chill with it, so. Okay. Uh, to be clear, are we all level 17? Is that where we're at? Wait, what? Are we level 17? Oh. I just want to make sure my shits are at. Should all be. Okay. I didn't know. I, didn't, I know we leveled up last time, but I didn't remember if I updated my actual level. I was going to ask, from the time period of when we started versus now, how long in-game has it been? You know, that's a great question. Because I was thinking that for, for let's say, Kolvik during this time, we've been together for X amount of time as an adventuring group, mm -hmm. but it's hard to break tradition of growing up as a religion. Have you ever talked to someone who's had a religion all their life? And so if my like whole thought process is, I hate liches, I'm going to hate liches. Well, all right. So how do you guys feel about this? I mean, I mean, are you, ta are you talking about this to us or, or what's happening here? First of all, where are we right now? Um, so, all right. Well, that's kind of a weird thing because I was planning on like kind of doing a cold open into a scene here, uh, which will change depending on what you guys do right now, obviously. Um, so let's just say right now you guys are at your uh, little loaned estate. We were planning on going ahead and helping him. That's the last thing we were going to do. We were going to go along until something tells us otherwise. Yeah, that's kind of the just for the at. for the listener at home that's that like is confused why at the start of the mid roll that just happened versus now, which is like three minutes later, we're suddenly changing all the plans. It's been like six weeks since we recorded. <laughs> So, <laughs> so there's a bit of a gap there, and that's apparently created a lot of change in heart and whatnot. So, oh, I'm coming around. I think I actually argued for letting him go about his business. You yep. <laughs> you were the one who actually said that. Well, either we're going to kill him or not, so we might as well just go along with it. I believe the last thing you said about it was, if we weigh the pros and cons, and then it went from there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't had a reason, really, to kill him at this point. Right. I think this was my argument. Like, he seems to be doing a bang-up job ruling his people, like, no harm, no fall. Throughout the whole course of everything, we've never been given a single reason right. to doubt anything that he said. He's followed through in everything that he said he's going to do. His people seem happy. And like him. Even Mitch. Despite us being, like, you know, super cool to Mitch. Mitch is still super loyal. 
Very so. curious about what he's building for his phylactery. Couple eyes, couple armors. We're going to find uh, out. He's going to, as far as I know, he's going to build it right in front of us. Yeah. Every time I hear phylactery, it rem- makes me think of penises. <laughs> Maybe it's a... Uh, I'm going to have it this golden dildo forever. <laughs> right. what, word, what word is making me think like penile? Like phallus. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yep. Phallasteric. That's why. Phallic, phallus, all those. Phallusactory. Mm-hmm. Phallus act- that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's when you've got the, the dick and the balls. It's a, a phallusactory. Phallusactory. It's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever said. <laughs> That's what it. Congrats. <laughs> We've done it. Hit that peak, boys. Can I be oh, pleased no, what he makes? Like a, a, a phallus factory. <laughs> it's like the love my two version. Factory. My phallus factory. <laughs> he, he holds it up proudly after he's done. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to animate it afterwards. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, if, what, if it, like, what if he made it, but it was like it was like three inches, you know? So everybody's like, oh. oh yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you're, real, that's, you're proud of that, aren't you? <laughs> He's like, what? Is, that's not what, like, anymore? Is that? No, you're good, Stubby. <laughs> <laughs> that's nicer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> it's a grower, not a shower. Oh man, is it uh, is it circumcised or not circumcised? I don't know. I, don't I feel like he's got a turtleneck. <laughs> Why? Like what? What? Oh, uh, he's because what? In what world other than Earth, with the specific events that have happened in our history, would make anyone else in the universe be like, "Oh, it's cut a part of our dicks off"? You know what we should do? Got a part of that off. <laughs> you know, yeah. All floppy right, in this, there. Is, this has been bugging me for too long. Like, <laughs> anybody got a sharp rock? <laughs> what is this? Or, cast cast away? Okay. So you guys are <laughs> you guys are gonna help chad go through with this thing right we're gonna can we can we go with that that's that's, that's what, what we we've decided now. to this that's point the plan. who the fuck knows what colvick's gonna do wild card wild card oh. you cut the brake line <laughs> <laughs> so the sun is setting low in the barren distance and the full moon is already crawling up the eastern sky there isn't a cloud in sight and it seems like every star in existence has put on their makeup to watch this evening's events unfold Mitch had come to fetch you earlier in the evening. He had with him another one of those little magic sticks that he drew a doorway with and brought you here. You're not exactly sure where here is, but you're guessing it can't be too far from Periprio, given how similar the landscape, time, and temperature is. The land itself is rocky and uneven, with little other than a few scant traces of moss and lichen to show anything living here. A large circular platform of stone, probably 30 feet across, is where the ritual is going to happen. The platform itself is the dull gray of boring stone, but upon it are four great green obelisks at the four compass points. They are covered in runes and magical patterns glowing with golden energy. There is also a slab of the same material with markings in the center of the platform. 
It is on this that Chad is preparing his ritual. With him is Mitch, as always, a handful of others, and what appear to be four wizardly types. No one else speaks to you or acknowledges you if you try to speak with them. They are all busy in meditation or preparation. You also see the great chest you brought back with the fire elemental eggs in it. There are several other boxes and tables with components and things on them. You see the shield guardians you remember Exu telling you about hovering around the circle. Mitch escorts you some distance out from the platform. The, uh, the uh, time is uh, uh, drawing near now, so uh, we're, we're just going to have uh, all of you um, just out here and uh, just making sure nothing untoward happens while the ritual's going on. It should be less than an hour, and then, uh, and then we, 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 we can all head back home. Okay? Uh, ex- excellent, excellent. I'll, I'll see you all in a little while. Give Mitch a high five. He, he, like, he gets about two feet away, and you stick your hand up, and he's like, oh, yes, yes. And he comes back and puts his hand up and high-fives you. Really lamely, though. Like, <laughs> like where he kind of hardy just touches and lets it linger for a moment too long. <laughs> <laughs> like caresses you accidentally. <laughs> Down Hold to on. the wrist. <laughs> oh. Hold on, Don't Mitch. Don't make it weird, Mitch. Hold on, Mitch. Chad was talking about having to protect him. What is coming our way? Uh, M- Mitch says that he doesn't really know. Uh, he says, oh, probably uh, planar beings and things of that nature. I, d- I don't really know. I do have to get back, though. Planar being. Should we have our weapons at the ready, Mitch? You should. Very much so, yes. It's going to so, be very dangerous. At this point, I'm going to be frustrated. For one, I'm protecting a lich right now, and that burns me to my core. And mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of... Mitch isn't near. So I, I mean, not Mitch, but Chad. And so I can realize that just looking around, I'm like, does anybody know what's coming in right now? Just kind of being upset about the whole situation and one of the like wizardly looking dudes just looks over at you and kind of shrugs and goes back to what he's doing <laughs> great oh <laughs> I, I imagine i'm voguing like spells you have some 80s dance going in the back with like the weird it's like the white people popping lock but okay so i'll just sit there again frustratingly mm-hmm uh, as Mitch steps back onto the platform, those four wizardly types take their places between the four pillars. They begin to chant, and a prismatic wall seems to pour upward from the ground, adding a crystalline distortion to Chad and the others within it. Are we in it? You are outside of it. What? Mm-hmm. Why are we in... Why? Hey, how come we're not inside this wall? <laughs> Mitch is waving at you. He gives you the thumbs up. <laughs> he's doing the real enthusiastic wave. <laughs> it's like loud, so he couldn't understand what he's saying. He's like... Yep. Thumbs up. You're good. And a prismatic wall. That's pretty badass stuff. That's like, what is it, like seven layers to that motherfucker? Like, mm-hmm. It's like a Taco Bell burrito in there. All the ingredients they have at Taco Bell, but less diarrhea. Less so diarrhea? We, th- we don't know. Maybe one of the layers is diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so terrible. You're going to break in to kill your lich enemy from eternal <laughs> fucking whatever. Goodness, sir, we got through the first wall. <laughs> Bad news. (laughs) (laughs) We we made it all the way to the last lair. It was too gross and we turned back. This is my seven layer taco dip that you bring to the the potluck at work. (laughs) Taco Bell, we're open to endorsement. (laughs) We just described one of their products as being the least diarrhea causing. 
I do love their breakfast balls, though. The mini skillet balls. They're only a dollar a piece. Diarrhea in it, I feel. So that's mm, good. That and their fucking uh, their breakfast salsa. Holy shit. What I've heard, it's the most vegan and vegetarian friendly fast food joint. You can get anything on the menu made with beans instead of uh, whatever the meat's in there. Save your butts holes. You said no to beans, down to beans? Sam's not a fan. That's no. what I took out of that. That's what I took, too, but, you know. I didn't want to put that in the whole sphere, but yeah, I'm not a fan of that option. Of mm. but they do use the lowest grade uh, of meat consumable by humans. Really? Yeah, grade F. You're not supposed to serve that to like. Well, I mean, you, that that's the lowest grade you can serve to people. Anything below that has to go to animals or get thrown mm. away. I didn't know that. Really? Mm-hmm. How many more levels? I really grade? don't know, and I'm surprised there's even all the way down to an F. Like, cause yeah. an F is like. <laughs> Can we get like, like an F plus here? This is failed Great. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what? Do, I mean, do they have like? Because that's a governmental thing, right? Everything with the government, there's always going to be like charts and like rating. And so, can you picture some dude has got like you know the color wheel he's putting up to the meat? Like, oh, that's an F right there. <laughs> Off to Taco Bell you go. Edible it is. Really great. <laughs> so that's interesting. So I guess that makes. It puts grade A USDA meat in context. Mm-hmm. Like it really does. Grade A here, you have this delicious steak. I'm sure it's why their taco meat's so finely ground. Yeah, yeah. It probably in, yeah cooked really well, probably in bleach somewhere first, and then oh, color. Put a fresh layer of paint on that. Yeah, coloration. Call it good. So anyway, you guys want to let me continue building dramatic tension here? Here, here. Or... hey. Um. <clears throat> A little base, sort of a tripod thing is brought out uh, from a safe, and a skull is pulled from it and set on top of it. And this is, you're, you're still describing stuff that's inside this prismatic barrier. Yes. And I have, I have that's a little bit to go here. Gonna, I gotta, I'm almost through, I'm almost through this. The skull, which you are presuming to be Chad's skull, is pulled out and set on top of it. The star metal is placed on a little shelf sitting below the skull, and finally, the fire elementals are laid in at the base. It takes a few minutes, but the metal begins to bubble and boil, and both Chad and the wizards around the circle begin swaying and chanting, though you, of course, hear none of it through the prismatic barrier. The metal begins to evaporate, and you see a thin layer of it begin to coat itself around the skull as magic swirls the runes ar- uh, as magic swirls the fumes around it. Runes and enchantments begin to etch themselves upon it through magical means beyond mortal ken. Gemstones float upwards from a variety of boxes and cases around the platform and embed themselves in the eye sockets, the metal, the teeth, and then it's over. The whole process took less than 10 minutes, and before you is floating a terrifyingly beautiful skull that seems to beam with its own inner pulsing darkness. The skull is set upon the green slab. Everyone is still for just a moment, and then you see Mitch hand Chad an elaborate-looking bottle. It looks something like uh, what your parents would have kept ancient and untouchable brandy in. Chad takes it and drinks the entire decanter in one long pull. He looks at the decanter for just a moment, and then drops it as his body is racked with convulsions. The bottle drops and, well, from your perspective anyway, soundlessly shatters against the stone. All of the vain illusions Chad has presented are stripped away, and you see clothing wilt into rags, and flesh dry up and peel away to bone. The skeleton collapses against the side of the slab and shatters into dust. From that pile of dust, however, arises a tiny glowing orb. Then, from behind you, you hear a crackling noise. As you turn to look, sparks appear in the air, maybe 50 feet away. Then those sparks expand as though someone were cutting a hole through reality, and very slowly a view into the other side appears. 
Ominous darkness hangs oppressively on the other side, and a wasteland far worse than where you stand now stretches out as far as you can see. There is a cloaked figure standing and staring at you through the threshold, wearing a sharply angled chrome mask and crown. They gesture, and from beyond the sides of this uh, portal where you can't see, six incubi pour through the portal before it closes again. And you guys are going to roll for initiative. Do we have to fight them? We still have to roll for initiative either way. I have... Oh yeah, I have like a... One of my feats gives me a pretty sweet bonus to initiative. It does. Strength. Well, Mm -hmm. those are hard pronouncing names. They're going to be tough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Look how colorful this map is. It's like... uh, Prismatic something. You ever see the subreddit called Deep Fried Memes? I have seen that. Kind of reminds me of that. I don't quite get that. What's Deep Fried Memes about? I don't know if I can really explain it. I like how they're on an Oreo. It's like... (laughs) Did you like that? I wonder (laughs) if anybody would pick that up. (laughs) It does look like a stone platform, though. I like the wizards, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking at. The mi- They're like wizards. pajama wizards. <laughs> they are. They're awesome. Star. Are those Mr. Beans in between there? Or what are those? Uh, it's some, like, people kneeling. So, Roscoe, what is your initiative roll? Three. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eight. Wait, did you roll an eight? Because you get to add stuff to that, you know? Oh, I didn't even look at that. Jesus Sorry. fucking Christ. <laughs> it's my first time this playing is so, D&D. Episode 96. <laughs> this is like... Episode 96. <laughs> 96. <laughs> Roscoe figures out initiative. 14. <laughs> Why did people listen to us? This is recording session number 47, but that doesn't count our five test sessions we did before. Melvin, tell me about your initiative. My initiative is 12. Did you add everything correctly? Yeah, I did. I rolled pretty low, though. I got a 5 plus 7. Kovic. Plus 7? I have a feat that gives me super great initiative. Oh, yeah. Damn. You got like a plus five and you can't be surprised and a bunch of other shit. Ten. Ten. All right. We have before us uh, six incubi. They are Zainab, Elif, Yusuf, Daphne, Emir, and Hiranur. Oh, Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Elif with a 19, Yusuf with a 16, Roscoe with a 14, Melvin with a 12, Kolvik with a 10, Hirner with a 10, Zeynep with a 10, Emir with an 8, and Daphne with a 5. It's a lot of detail I'm sure no one gives a shit about, but let's begin. Elif is going to make the first turn, if I can find them on the map. I can. What's that guy in the middle? I'm sorry. Uh, Yusuf or Daphne? The one that looks like my dog that died. Right in the middle of the 9. Oh, you're talking about up on the platform? Yeah. That's Chad's skull. Okay. Um, what are the incubi? What are they? Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm familiar with the concept of an incubus, but like, wow, uh, the guy on a starting track position in the map. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. The guy in the suit looks like he's starting a track race. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, those are just like, there's just some. So, uh, I probably didn't do a good enough just job describing this earlier. So, there's the big circular platform, and there's the big four obelisks that are there. And then there's that three-by-three grid, basically, of people. Uh, The corners, the four corners, are the wizards. Uh, Chad's skull is in the center, and then the, like, north, south, east, and west spot. Those are just some, like, random people. You actually don't know who they are. You don't know why they're there, but they're, like, kneeling. Oh, I zoomed in. I lost uh, the bottom of the screen. I see where the 
Thank you, bye. Oh, you were wondering where the... Yeah, they're, they're south of you on the map. Uh, so anywho, the first guy, Elif, he, uh, he scooted on up to Melvin. And I just gotta get to the point where I can actually see what these fuckers do for their thing. Melvin, what he's gonna do is he's gonna do a... That's fucking weird. <laughs> he's gonna do weird things to you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, so that is a, a 20 against your AC. Sorry, right, this has been a long time since I wrote all this stuff and put it together, so I forgot that it is a... They're, a, they're attacking you, but with the, the attack is called Charm. And 20, I think, hits your AC. So it... So it's a physical attack? It is a physical attack to charm you. It sounds weird, but it's like, I mean, picture like your older brother's hitting you, but it's because he loves you. Um, it's going to do seven damage to you. Well, actually, I'm going to utilize my illusory self ability. Nice. To dodge that attack. All right. You dodge that attack. Ka-ching. Well done. Uh, so then we won't find out what happens with that. You get that just on like the first time you get hit in combat, basically, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so then Yusuf is up next. That ends Elif's turn. Yusuf is going to charge up to Roscoe. Let's make sure that's within 25 feet. Yep. And Roscoe, you are going to get a similar effect. Let me just make sure I got my math right here. Plus five. Oh, hey. Uh, 15, which I think is a miss on your AC. Yes. All right. Yusuf misses, and then Roscoe, it is over to you on your turn. All right. Uh, I want to use my cunning action, and I want to disengage. Okay. And you if I want, uh, first of all, I need—I guess I need to know the landscape. Uh, the landscape is um, fairly barren and fairly flat. Like, there's not a lot going on here other than the. Uh, the Oreo cookie stone slab where things are happening behind you. No place to hide. Uh, not really, no. Alright, that changes my plans. I'm gonna run over to my buddy Melvin, and I'm gonna sneak attack this bastard. Julio. And I got a cock dice. So I got a 17. 17 is a hit. Um, and so it's been so long. I do my daggers, right? And then on the, uh, other shit on top of it. Um. So your cunning action lets you do the disengage. So yeah, you still have your action and bonus action. So go ahead and roll the hit on those two. All right. So that's a three and a ten. Plus my nine d six. I think I got somebody that's going to make us six d nine. By the way. <laughs> nice. So nice. thirty two plus thirteen, forty five damage. Forty five damage is a very good amount of damage. This guy is into the bloodied territory. Not wrecked, but bloodied. So to complete your turn? Yeah, I'm going to be good where I am. All right. Oh, and by the way, the terrible yellow line around the Oreo cookie that I'm using as the platform for where everybody's at, that yellow line is that uh, prismatic wall. And Melvin, it's over to you. Stupid things right in front of me. It's all stupid. I think I'm going to take the... I don't know what I'm going to do. Fuck. Get away from me, you stupid thing. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to... Hold on, I have an idea. I want... Alright, I think this will work. Wait. 
Let me make sure. You sound like a drunk guy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait I have wait, an wait, idea. Wait a second. Wait. Wait a second. What? Wait. Wait. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to... Wait, I'm, hold my beer. <laughs> pretty much. We're going to see what happens here. Mm. I'm going to... I'm going to misty step away from the incubi that's in front of me. Excellent. And I'm going to go like somewhere over to the eastish, over towards Kolvik. Okay. Maybe even behind Kolvik. Get behind Kolvik. It's a good idea. And then I'm going to cast my own prismatic wall. <clears throat> Ooh. I don't think I've ever seen you cast a prismatic wall. That's a brand new one, isn't it? Jesus Christ, the description is like 70 pages long. You just cast a novel. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus. Uh, All right, well, can you just sum that up for me? Okay. So, Prismatic Wall allows me to cast a wall with multiple layers, but I also have the option to cast this in kind of a protective sphere that's 30 feet high and one inch thick and, um, I'm sorry, 30 feet in diameter. Um of the sphere. So I'm going to try to position that in a way that, um, do I think I can do that in a way where I can get, uh, Roscoe inside of a sphere and touch the sphere, uh, that's currently formed over Chad. Um, can you shape it around objects? Because you won't be able to cast it in a way that interferes with the existing wall. Um, it doesn't say I can shape it around objects, but I definitely can't, cast it on top of other creatures but it says no no reason why i can't like you know i mean i'm thinking could you make it like i don't know why this is the first thing that came to my head but i was thinking like like a scoop of ice cream shape where it would kind of like butt up against it but not interfere with it that's what i was thinking that's what i was imagining like two boobs basically <laughs> <laughs> all right prismatic boobs is cast <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it man that's that's fine let's roll with that i can look up a better rule later or have somebody on the internet yell at me about it i mean it says you can shape it it says you can shape it into a sphere i take that to mean you can shape it into other objects as well like a boob mm -hmm. does it you're gonna put a nipple dome at the top? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so have, have you guys ever played the game catchphrase by the way oh yeah you're trying oh, to yeah. get people to guess the word right over or you can't but you can't say the word um so the the clue that they're trying to give was um was square dance and their clue was like there's country music playing and you walk in a shape <laughs> it was like oh well I'm, yeah all right yeah. it was not boob shaped but it was you know should, it should have been all right so it looks like you got some options here on what kind of thing you make in the prismatic wall you're gonna make a seven layer wall do you get all seven layers? It says the wall consists of seven layers, each with a different color. When a creature attempts to reach into or pass through the wall, it does so one layer at a time through all the wall's layers. Jesus. As it passes or reaches through each layer, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw or be affected by that layer's properties as described below. Dang. Oh, fucking lot of shit to keep track of. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, only one layer at a time, really. One layer at a time, and it didn't cost me a dime. The wall can be destroyed one layer at a time.
episode 96, Be the Taint of Your Community, was released on August 4th, 2019. Join us again next week for more nonstop hilarity and sorrow on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Fucking Ben Franklin didn't know that there were dinosaurs. Ben Franklin. Like, they'd found bones, you know, they had shit, but they were all like, well, what if it was a Cyclops? Like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's a dragon. <laughs> Seriously.